No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. I'm excited to bring you three guests this week. This is a compilation of three interviews we've done over the past many months. And our guests today are going to be Ann Sugar, David Speed, and Melissa Agnes. And prior to each person's clip, I'll do a little introduction of them. But I wanted to let you know that when we join Ann, she's going to share her wisdom about how to move through and shift self-doubt and negative self-critique in a way that really challenges us to grow. When we join David, he's going to be talking about how to how we can create a creative community around ourselves that support us and our growth in the way that he and his team have been able to. And I think you'll find some of his tips extremely inspiring. And then we end with Melissa Agnes. And Melissa shares a very personal story about how she embraced discomfort to put herself out there and asked others for insights. And in that process, she learned some very cool things about herself. And really, more importantly, at the end of the day, she had a lot of fun doing it. So I hope you enjoy this podcast compilation as much as I did. I'm excited for you to meet Anne Sugar. Anne has great energy, a lot of experience. Let me give you a little bit of background on her. Anne is an executive coach and speaker. She's advised top leaders at companies, get this, you will know these companies, TripAdvisor, Sanofi, Genzyme, Havis. She also, though, writes and is an executive coach for Harvard Business School. And before that, she was high-performing in the media and marketing and communication world. So with experience and education in positive psychology, as well as being a published author, Anne is gonna be a great interview today. What I've learned, and I've seen a lot of people do is, what's that scary thing that I can do? How can I challenge myself a bit? Because that's the only way to push. And that's what I think a lot of successful people do is they're okay with living in the uncomfortable. It feels, you know, you don't know how something's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to work out where you're kind of treading through. How am I going to present this today? But it, you know, it always seems to work out. I think about how you learn. You do learn and you get better over time, hopefully. Absolutely. But at some point you just have to go, I'm going in, right? Right. You can sit on the sideline and nothing changes. Right. I know that you have a lot of experience about leadership and then thinking about how that transition either as an individual successful leader or perhaps folks who are leading a team, a variety of sizes. So I'd like to talk about what you think are some of the key elements of both a successful leader as an individual, and then how that, if that, and how that changes as your focus becomes a team that you're leading? Right. That's a great question. I mean, there are so many things that we can talk about on this front, right? So here's one kind of lane that I think about. Okay. So what are some things, if I'm managing a team, that's really important to think about? And I always go back to trust, right? No matter what, how do I build trust on a team? Because trust on a team allows people to be creative. Okay. So, you know, I come from advertising and I think 
part of being creative or thinking about new ideas is having the space to put something out there, an idea that's messy and not very good, right? But all those ideas over time create these big opportunities. And it's so simple in the sense of there's so much we could talk about trust, you know, respect, all of that, but it's just simply having somebody's back. How do you motivate your team? That's just as important. And I think too, when we think about you as a leader now, part of it is really being self-aware and flexing. How do I communicate my ideas to different types of people? That's one thing that I coach on a lot because a lot of people say, well, I'm the leader. I'm the CEO. People need to flex to me. Well, yes, that's true. But if you want to motivate your team, you have to think about, well, what are the ways that I can communicate and get that person motivated from that perspective? And then lastly, I get the, Sarah, I get this question asked a lot. So what makes, what are the secrets to becoming a successful leader? And I don't really think there are that many secrets, but I think that if you think about, they're not new and innovative, but it's really about learning. And a lot of the really successful people that I coach read a lot. And they read a lot from fiction to biographies to things about their industry, their verticals. So, you know, that's just as important. And the other two other pieces I think that are important is it's just frankly about hard work. People, you have to work hard. And then the last thing, the last component I think that I've been really seeing lately, and it's really intriguing to me, Sarah, is that people look at their careers from a serendipity perspective and that you don't need to have a five-year plan. Some of the CEOs, directors, managing partners I coach really didn't have a plan. And it's not that they let life happen to them, but they worked hard. They did all the things they were supposed to do and let things sometimes just come to them instead of forcing it. So I'm a big believer in almost having a plan every three months, not this big grand plan you know, five-year plan. What are your, just your three-month little markers? And let serendipity happen from that perspective as well. I love the milestone, the three-month markers, because sometimes if you're going in the direction of your big plan, your big goal, and you're so certain that there's only one path forward, you miss the serendipitous things that come. Absolutely. Put them aside. They weren't in the plan, so they might be right. You miss them. Someone's knocking on your door going, hello, you asked for this. And you're going, I'm sorry, not now. That's in year three. Right. Or you're just, that's a really intriguing point, sir, is that you don't focus, right? You know, there's that research study that you're supposed to focus on the person that has the white shirt on. So you focus on that person, but then at the end that you forget there's the person in the gorilla suit. I don't know if you've heard that study. It's really about, I'm really butchering that story, but It's really about what you focus on and if you can just be open to all of it. That David Speed is the founder of Graffiti Life and it's a creative company that makes art of all kinds for big brands, both inside and out. His company was created with the mission of empowering artists and creatives 
And that is still the core value that they operate from today. So David has just launched a new podcast called Creative Rebels, love the name. And it debuted at number one on the iTunes business charts. That is a big accomplishment, especially for a brand new podcast. I would say that, I mean, first and foremost, you need to be your own cheerleader because if you don't believe in your work, then how do you expect anyone else to? So it's understanding that you have a good product. I think that as soon as you get to the point where um, other people are liking and appreciating your work, you don't have to be a master yet because it, everyone's on a journey and I don't feel like I'm a master. So, because I, I was talking to a young artist about this recently and she's a tattoo artist and she's doing great work and she has, she's building quite a following on Instagram and she's getting clients. She's getting booked, people are booking her in and she is tattooing them. And she was complaining to me about how she's not, not good enough yet. I'm not a good enough artist, imposter syndrome. And I said, well, I grabbed her phone and was like, right, let's look at your Instagram feed. So we go to her Instagram feed and she's following the best tattoo artists who are all 10, 15, 20 years older than her that have a wealth of, of work in their back pocket that has brought them up to this stage. And I said, every day you wake up and you look at your Instagram feed and you're looking at people who are further along in their journeys than you. And then you look in your sketchbook and you say, I'm not at that level, so I'm not good enough. However, you are at the level where you have paying clients. They want to give you money to make art that's going to be on their skin for the rest of their lives. I was like, do you not think that that is an endorsement? And she said, well, uh, well, yeah, I, I guess it kind, kind of is, yeah. I was like, yes, it absolutely is. Um, so I think be your, be your own cheerleader and have self-belief, but then social media to build a following. Um, build a tribe around you that believes in what you are doing because the one strength single person has is that they are them. They are on their journey. And so taking whoever it is that you are, finding your, finding your style, which happens through practice. And that's, that's one thing that a lot of artists who are sort of really, really early on in their career often say to me, it's like, how do I find my style? Um, and that's just a case of just, just practicing and just experimenting. And you'll, you'll, you fall into it by, again, by keeping going, which seems to be the theme of this podcast so far. But and by keeping going, you, you will just, you'll experiment and you'll find um, what works for you. And more importantly, you'll find what resonates with other people. From the other day, there's this artist I follow, and I, I love this. I loved how he framed this. He's, he wrote, um, just reached 10K followers. It's only taken me three years. So happy. And I love that. I love that he framed it, that it's, oh, it's only taken me three years. Because most people, when you say to them, right, you're starting your art Instagram page now. In three years' time, you're going to be at 10K. They want it next week. And they're like, oh, three years. And that feels like a long time. I mean, if you're going to live till you're 100, then three years is a very, very short amount of time to invest into your career. And I think that we need to stop focusing on this instant gratification, um, comparing ourselves to other people. And just even if you've got 100 followers that are interacting, like that's, that's so valuable and it will grow. Um, if you keep going. Well, and if here's the irony of wanting something that's bigger than you're ready for, it can sink you, you know? So you have 10,000 people, but you don't have that extra 15 years behind you or maybe a team. What are you going to do when everybody starts reaching out to you and says, I need your work? You're going to be saying, slow down just a little. I don't have the systems. I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, part of that apprenticeship or the, it takes time. Sure. Um, I think that 
we there's a lot of people who are searching for this viral. Uh, I want to go viral, and um, that comes with certain consequences. And one of those consequences is, or if all of a sudden there's eyes on your artwork um, or whatever it be, there's eyes on your craft because you've gone viral. That all of a sudden brings in people who haven't been following you, and so they don't know, they don't understand you, and they don't know your story. And um, so they can be very judgmental of something that they they're not fully invested in. Whereas the people that you've grown gradually, one by one, person by person, they're the people who are going to stick with you through thin and thin because people like to write and so support you early on and they discovered you. And people love to say, oh, I, was, I found that band before no one heard their music. <laughs> people love to say that. So those, your early followers and supporters are some of your most valuable supporters that will, will, because they'll follow you through thick and thin because they want to be right. Um, so I think, yeah, I think going viral can have actually very negative uh, consequences because, because you're not ready for it. And you're not ready for this sudden influx of, of um, eyeballs on your craft. Our guest is Melissa Agnes, who is the author of Crisis Ready, Building an Invincible Brand in an Uncertain World. Some of the things to know about Melissa is she's a strategic advisor and keynote speaker, and she's worked with NATO, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Defense. She's worked with financial firms, tech companies, healthcare organizations cities, municipalities, law enforcement agencies, and global nonprofits. So anybody you think about who needs help with brand invincibility, crisis and reputation management, and brand protection, Melissa serves those people globally. I'm really, really not great at talking about myself. Um, and I'm sure that many listeners can relate to that. So if you ask me to talk about myself, I have a spiel, you know, this is what I do and whatever. But if you ask me what people think is different or unique or be surprised about you, it's like, one, I would feel like I'm bragging, right, in some sense. And then the other is, I have no idea what's interesting to other people because I'm not them. <laughs> so I did. I put it out to Instagram. I did one of those in my stories. I said, you know, I said exactly. I'm going to be going to be on this podcast. Here's a question I need to answer. Can you guys help me out? So some of the answers that I got, and some of them are just really funny. So one of them, how dedicated you are to students. So that was just wonderful to hear that people see that and, and think that. What a free spirit you are. That I thought was really funny. How tall you are. That's I'm 5'10". So, and I get that often is people are like, you're not as tall as your pictures or no, you're taller than your pictures, taller than your pictures. I'm like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but yeah. Um, do, 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 do. How you spend time fishing in a remote hunting cabin without internet phone service and electricity every year. And I, I fish my own fish. I got my own fish. I cook my own fish. And there's like, there's no shower. It's awesome. Um, my friend, so speaking of Captain Chris Young from Mountain View Police Department, he wrote, um, fluent in French, fluent French speaking dancing pilot. And I thought that that was fun because I'm dabbling in aviation now. And last summer I took ballroom dance courses and on my second course, I decided to enter the showcase with this, these world renowned judges, which was ridiculous. And I'm from Montreal. So I speak, I'm fluent in French that you snort when you laugh really hard. I just wrote back, Shh, you're not supposed to tell people that. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of like a mumbo jumbo of different 
responses that I got that were just fun. It's fun to see yourself through the lens of other people because all I have is my own lens and what you think is normal, other people don't, right? Just because it's normal to you doesn't mean it's normal to them. So yeah, so that was a fun exercise that you inspired. So thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. But I also like that you were able to put it back in there, like how you see people see you through a different lens and we forget that. You know, so when someone's acting like a crazy person in front of us, in our opinion, it's helpful to just go, I wonder what's really happening to that person, right? And, or did someone invade their quiet time in the cabin and bring internet up there and wreck it? And just wreck their entire vacation. Just wreck it. I'm telling (laughs) you, because honestly, that would kind of wreck it for me. So I want to let um, our listeners know if you would talk a little bit more about it, but you do have your own podcast where you actually share more information and go over a lot of these topics, but also some different things in order to help people be ready and and advance their work. So talk a little bit about the inspiration for your podcast and what you hope to accomplish through that. My mission, so my mission period right now is I really believe that, and I see it in the work that I do, if every organization in this world were crisis ready to the definition that of how I define crisis ready, to the crisis ready rules of putting people above process and bottom line, to all of these beautiful, beautiful things that are encompassed within under the umbrella of crisis readiness, um, I believe that if every organization were crisis ready, that we would live in a kinder, safer, and more balanced world. And so then the question becomes, okay, if that's what you want to do, if you want to help as many organizations as you possibly can for that purpose, and you don't want to have an agency, because I don't, how do I do that? And that translates into a whole bunch of different things. For example, my book is being adopted into course curriculum in undergrad, grad, and MBA programs around the world. So students are the future of business. So there's that. I'm I'm launching a licensing and certification program later this year for practitioners who can amp up their game and and do so much wonderful things, so many wonderful things. The podcast, the podcast is one of my forms of content, right? So the podcast, the videos, the blogs, the the book, um, it's all with that aim of what are the different dynamic pieces of becoming crisis ready, implementing that crisis ready culture. And how can I share that with you? And how can I really, really make that tangible and practical and implementable for you? And the podcast is an avenue for doing that. And what I love about the podcast is I recently rebranded it to the Invincible Brand Podcast, whereas before it was the Crisis Intelligence Podcast. And being under the umbrella of the Invincible Brand Podcast enabled me to really open up the scope. And so, yes, we talk about crisis. And I, for example, I interviewed the brand manager at Chipotle through their crisis and just so many different in the heat, what did you learn and what can other, how can other people apply this? But also... I had Drew Turbin on, who is a humor and is a humor engineer, and his purpose is he's a comedian, but he's a consultant and a speaker, and his purpose is to help organizations bring humor into the workplace so that employees can 
go home less stressed and be more present with their families. And what a beautiful thing that is. And how much, like, how beautifully does that align with the concept of invincible brand and crisis ready culture and putting people above process and bottom line? And so I spent an hour talking with Drew and how can you do that within your organization? What does that look like? And so, so yeah, all of that to say that the podcast is a really fun um, avenue for me to kind of expand the horizon of, to me, what it means, all of the many pieces, all of those puzzle pieces of becoming crisis ready and building out that culture um, gets to be had with experts in these really cool niche um, areas of expertise that together all encapsulates that. I love how your philosophy and your philosophy and your putting people above process and the bottom line, and you're able to pull people in who actually share that, um, which ultimately actually does boost the bottom line and but simplify processes. Absolutely. But, abso- but see, that's just it. So crisis management, it, looking through that lens or issue management, if you put people first, put, put people above process and bottom line. So my point earlier is if you always focus on how can you strengthen that relationship, process and bottom line will follow. If you put process and bottom line first, everything is turned upside down and nothing works out the way that you would have wanted to with that in mind. So ah, it's just, it's the right thing to do and it is the most rewarding thing to do on every level. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. We hope you liked what you heard, and if you did, we ask that you go over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, please be sure to share. And until next time, have a great week living a no labels, no limits, no excuses life.